Hello from Adventurize this is Venturing Beyond 9 to 5. I'm Ritu and I'm Nilly. Thank you for tuning in to season 2 of our podcast. In this season we will be sharing with you our conversations with experienced freelancers across all domains. Hear directly from our guests about all the valuable lessons, tidbits and tricks they've picked up along the way and join us as we dive deeper into the stories behind the thriving freelancing careers they've built. By the way, if you're interested in accessing the ultimate freelancing toolkit and community, then check out our website theadventurize.com that is t h e a d v e n t u r i s e.com and join the adventurize community today. And today we have with us Harsh Tripathi who is a freelance content writer and LinkedIn personal branding expert with around 50,000 followers on LinkedIn. and 7 million plus content impressions and this is the second part of the two part series with Harsh where we discuss everything about growing your linkedin presence as a freelancer this episode was recorded as a live interactive session a couple of weeks ago through these sessions we hope to get all of the audience questions answered real time if you'd like to attend the recording live for the future sessions make sure to follow us on linkedin and instagram to stay updated All of the links are in the description. By the way, if you missed the first part, check out the previous episode. And let's get started. Kaushik Daniel commented asking your thoughts about people will get hurt and hate you for speaking out loud, right? So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you manage that? And is does it get easier? Or does it always hurt that much? That's very natural. As I said, we have to understand the human psychology. We are going to compare. okay we are going to compare we are going to judge see there was a time last year i got a lot of hate why hate because i just said something about men if i write something good about you know ki men go through this no one will just understand that he is just saying for men he will say okay how mm-hmm. can you say that women women also go through this automatic comparison hota hai so you cannot mm-hmm. avoid that okay long story short tldr version bro haters <laughs> gonna hate okay <laughs> so you will have to live with that there was i i came to a point where i thought i am going to delete my account so much negativity mm-hmm. i just wrote something i just wrote that the iim selection process that post actually i had to delete those posts they got 7 or 8 lakhs views one post two posts wow. two posts 15 lakhs okay and what you know what i just wrote the selection process the 10th or 12th ke jo marks hai wo factor nahi hone chahiye it was my thought that okay someone might you know as we mature 18 is not 16 17 is not the right age you know ki hame padhai acche se karna hai ki nahi karna grades dip karte hain lot of things happen i just wrote that so people said okay do you want to say ki uh, some people uh, who are topping from since childhood so they are fools how can you compare i said i didn't say ki, ki they are fools but i am just saying so that garnered a lot of hate comments lot of hate reviews and the comments kept on coming i i remember the last when i deleted that post had 4000 likes that time yet i deleted it okay i got messages from students from iim that bro you were walking on thin ice and all of that so mm-hmm. from that day i decided that anything i am going to write i will think before posting okay if something mm-hmm. like this happen and it's not that कि ऐसा कोई इवेंट हुआ तो इट विल इफेक्ट मी और इट शुड इफेक्ट मी बट मुझे अगर पता है इफ आई नो कि दिस इज गोइंग टू इफेक्ट मी दिस इज गोइंग टू हैपन 
I would probably mm-hmm. skip the drama. So that's the thing. Got it. Be prepared in your mind before you write. Don't delete then after that. Hmm. Once you done. Your job is done. If you get constructive, good for you. If you get destructive, ignore. Yeah, I think you just have to get used to, and I think with with time, it hopefully gets easier. I haven't experienced it. Yeah, it, it, yes, <laughs> so. it becomes easier. I have got used to it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't get hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I I get hit as well. No problem. Yeah, I think it's I bound to happen when you put yes. yourself out there on the internet. People have time. They have opinions, and you're not always gonna agree with them. So that absolutely makes sense. So Samitra asks again, uh, what are your thoughts on this quote that says every artist is a protagonist by own nature, whether digital or analog? What are your thoughts okay. about it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. So every artist, they you know they have their unique angle and. i think we should not be you know imitative most of the times even if it comes to linkedin or anything because an artist first of all as i said you have to see some common elements then you can differentiate until you know the common elements you cannot differentiate okay so first is try to find the common elements then see how i can differentiate so i think that's sorted some people say okay um until a, a writer is into you know toxic substances they cannot write some people say some people ask me okay you don't smoke up how can you say you are a writer what i what i feel uh, all the musicians mm-hmm. leading musicians and everyone you know they kind of propagate a lifestyle they don't propagate a lifestyle actually i think they live with certain amount of pressure and they think okay this is the easy way to mm-hmm. you know suppress all of that whether you talk about like my in my favorites have been like linkin park chester bennington he is not no longer with us so mm-hmm. i read his story i i i listened to geezy and all of them and even eminem so th- this thing is very common mm-hmm. intoxication yeah. all of these substances so i think there is no uh, standard rule cia is not doing any of it she openly tells and we, we know how how great she has done so you have to decide for yourself how you want to i don't think your brain requires it but if someone chooses to do it then i don't have a say <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to each is their own to shift your gears towards you know personal branding a little bit you know everyone's been talking about it you open linkedin it's, it's like the first thing up there whether you're like a founder entrepreneur doing freelancing student personal branding in itself is emphasized a lot but first of all what does that even mean is it just you know creating an online persona for yourself and posting stuff online like what really is personal branding so my definition mm-hmm. is introspection and knowing yourself okay mm-hmm. it's like whatever you have thought your entire life because i am sure most people they at least at least 17 18 by the time they enter linkedin they have you know lot of experiences so it's like having a platform to decide can my experience help someone in any way i'm not talking about in a professional way or coaching someone any experience of mine can it help if it can help why is it not there on the social platform mm-hmm. that's one thing i have had many 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 experiences from a career change and everything now because i have been through the career change and i can help someone avoid those challenges avoid that frustration why not that's my definition mm-hmm. of post branding on social media we do we talk a lot about different things we should be adding value we should do this we should do that but one thing that never goes out of fashion is helping people in any way 
so i get i got a lot of messages i didn't know that my writing is creating an impact one person said harsh your posts give me the strength to get out of bed every morning i cried that day and that happened last year okay and i have had many messages like that so some people said okay you all a game of perspective as i said some people can say okay you are putting out soft stories you are a cry baby you are this you are you are that that but there are going to be people who will find or derive inspiration from it the people who mm-hmm. can derive strength from it so just think about just one thing personal branding in a nutshell mm-hmm. what what experience of mine personal or professional can help people start with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i thought my mm-hmm. career change can help a lot of writers so i talk a lot about different aspects of career change what i went through and whenever someone asks me what do i need to become a writer i am uh, never hesitant to tell them my journey if my journey can help that's my definition of personal branding that's it nothing else awesome. be honest be transparent you don't have to lie about anything yeah yeah so we have another question about ghost writing would like to know if the role of a ghost writer could be more like that of an accountability partner how do you think being a ghost writer can help see it's uh, not about if ghost writing can help or not the main thing is who are you helping with ghost writing who is seeking your ghost writing service that's going to be the deal breaker for example mm-hmm. most people who are damn busy someone who is just starting their business or someone is a ceo or someone who is a coach they want to start a business but they don't know how to market it okay they have knowledge in other aspects but they don't know how the messaging should be how their words will be perceived once they come out so if someone of that level asks you for ghost writing services and definitely go for it because whenever you are ghost writing for them you are going to have a lot of discussions with them and with those discussions you will eventually figure your goals it will help you with your goals it will help you shape your writing and it will also help you know how exactly the other person thinks whether there is a mismatch or whether your thoughts are the same so i have worked with ceos everyone knows the the kind of ceos uh, who post on linkedin not everyone is doing it on their own it's a mm. known fact everyone knows they don't have that much time that's why they have content strategists with them that's why there is a ceo office with big organizations that's why mm-hmm. they hire ghost writers so when you are ghost writing it's for purely uh your own experience for your own learning because you cannot use those samples elsewhere most of the time mm-hmm. you have to take specific permission if you want to use those pieces because you know no one wants to disclose that okay i haven't written this right. so if you want yeah. to go for ghost writing if you're trying to learn then that's the perfectly fine but if you are trying to create samples out of it not a good strategy it will create problems because person will ask for samples what will you show it's mm-hmm. not your own writing you don't have a byline yeah so do you think you know a lot, lot of times you see a lot of articles published on medium or blog posts or other you know publications like forbes and stuff where people are the ceos the founders of big companies talking about trying to be you know thought experts in the field those kinds of things also written by ghost writers a lot of times so is it just sort of pertaining to linkedin and social media a lot of times ghost writers because mm-hmm. yeah. we can be good at skill but not everyone is good at communication and messaging 
ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีนี้ทีน
strategy to get viral that's why i said don't hurt people okay be genuine but at the same time make an announcement that i am not my intention is not to hurt people as i said empathy is the biggest emotion in writing one thing and you will become a better writer even than i am on linkedin empathy is always going to help you okay and if you are asking about tools shield is one tool that has helped me shieldapp.ai it helps me identify which pieces of content have done good which pieces haven't done so good and how many content impressions i am getting how many followers i am getting all of those stats i get get on one place so what mm-hmm. i do end of every month and mid of every month i share my statistics to see how things are shaping up and based on that i try to advise people this this went good for me this didn't go good for me so maybe people can uh, pick up a few nuggets from there so that helps and about the consistency thing if you ask about linkedin growth then i think you should try to at least post once in a day i think once in a day is very doable uh, mm-hmm. now that i have give, gave you the formula that once you start writing from experiences there will be a time your mind will dictate you the entire post that mm-hmm. stage comes that stage arrives it arrived for me f- after 5 years but yes you know why 5 years have lasted because i started somewhere so mm-hmm. if you start today that stage will also arrive and you do you will never be short of ideas add people active people okay add active mm-hmm. people on linkedin to sum it up optimize your profile first okay make a list of hashtags make a list of connections plus designations keep sending connections every day. do at least one piece of content one in a day i call it call it the linkedin nutrition if you want to grow faster try to post more good content obviously there are recipes to create that uh, which i will share later mm-hmm. uh, two or three times like we have our food two or three times in a day so try to post three times uh, what happens when you post three times you will automatically get on everyone's feed i did a content experiment once i posted 20 times a day for two or three days what happened wow. what happened was <laughs> yeah, yeah what happened was it gave me immense visibility people started knowing me that okay what is this person doing and the quality was not bad because i was writing from experiences i didn't have mm. to research any of that content so mm. when you are writing from experience then i think that's the biggest take away from this session write from okay. experience and inject empathy in that mm-hmm. don't demean people don't intentionally hurt people by saying you need to upskill when they are losing a job yeah. there is a time to that just quoting mm-hmm. this as an example i think this is going to help yeah uh, so the name of the app was it shield s h i e l d shield app s h i e l d app dot a i shield app dot a i yeah okay and twinkle asks uh, what do you think about the the virus of shit posting hitting linkedin too the desperation to draw engagement and reach has taken over so many people uh, not going to lie i have also been affected how do you think shit posting is affecting the authenticity of the platform so most people have seen i don't do a lot of polls okay i do very fewer polls because for me from my content marketing experience i know that polls are tools for market research okay like it's the end of the year it's the end of the year and i want want to understand what kind of content people want me to you know produce next year then probably i can do a poll around it or whenever i am in doubt or whenever i am in confusion about something when i want to know my audience better the poll can help most people are floating polls because of good reach i understand that but if they can stroke some meaning into it then i think it can be it it can be a good move 
because you will get the reach you will get a better understanding of the audience and based on that you can create better content so that is something i would uh, say about polls use it maybe one or two twice in a week i think that's pretty enough but great question i like every time i open linkedin i see like <laughs> at least three of those and i'm like okay not again but okay so talking a little bit about you know sort of niching down and being a specialist uh, when it comes to offering your freelancer services right there's a lot of times when you know being able to be very specific about what you offer comes with a uh, monotony in a way but at the same time being diversified and keeping it fun for you and trying out different things might not help you present yourself as an expert in a specific field how do you balance instead keeping it fun and interesting versus being super specialized which obviously helps you get paid more so initially when you start you are going to start as a generalist okay there are no two minds about that you will have to start as a generalist you won't know what you want to write you will figure out a niche later after experiments mm-hmm. generally what happens b2c b2b most people see okay b2b the writing pays good so they go to b2b okay and there are multiple niches there is personal growth there is there is saas softwares then uh, there, there there is marketing then there is art then there is crypto specialized writers are also there technical writers are also there so mm-hmm. you can start as a generalist okay and then with time see like working with an agency i think uh, it helped me a lot to understand because uh, one topic i was writing about travel and the very next i was writing about roofing okay then the third thing i was writing about uh, traffic management then i was writing about some b2b software or something like that mm-hmm. so and then i was also writing about cars so when you are working with an agency or you are working with agency clients if you want to reach to your niche quicker try to work with agencies whether full time or freelance ask mm-hmm. them for diverse work and with time you will realize what you want to write more what you don't want to write like i got to know that i don't like to write about cars just not me and i do okay in travel but again not my best of forte but i see i can mm-hmm. do good in b2b saas and it was interesting it was also paying well then i thought okay mm-hmm. this can be my niche i can be a content specialist for b2b and after that i interviewed only for b2b saas brands and mm-hmm. i was a little lucky because i had past experience in agency so they uh, took me seriously that this person he mm-hmm. has actually worked on diverse topics so his mind has kind of opened up mm-hmm. let's consider him and of course there are all the interview process all the assignments and everything i cleared that so that helped mm-hmm. some people uh, their finance writers i don't like finance writing but people they do finance mm-hmm. so start with general then see what can be your niche but just give it at mm. least 2 to 3 years before that it's difficult to figure out got it that's a great answer so as one of the last few questions what is the best and worst piece of freelancing related advice that you've received i think uh, the worst advice was work with everyone <laughs> i would say you know uh, just accept <laughs> clients who so ever is coming your way because i i think in the beginning you should try to pick fewer clients try to get testimonials from them try to get feedback from them and you know either use that to find more clients or just continue working with them to have a long term partnership 
so that i think it can impact a lot in your freelancing career if you try to close every deal that comes your way then i think that's not the uh, best piece of advice see for yourself experiment and again i said try to develop your own systems something that is working for me might not work for you and vice versa but always see what your heart is saying just take that plunge you know as we, as we say in the road not taken until you uh, go through that particular path you you will not understand so give yourself time most people are not willing to give themselves time so give yourself that time and have patience so i think that's pretty much it yeah i completely agree with you on that point you never know if you don't play so that's a solid piece of advice just to close off do you have any recommendations of you know books podcasts videos movies anything you'd like to recommend to an early stage freelancer or who's just entering the field so one book i would recommend everyone it's called everybody writes if you are just starting out and you don't know anything about writing i think that's the first book you can read and that will at least give you the confidence to write everybody writes the author is ann handley so you can read that book then there is one blog that i that i have been reading two blogs actually one is enchanting marketing and the second is smart blogger you can write you can read these two blogs along with two more uh, backlinko and neilpatel.com these three or four resources they can they are going to help you in your content marketing journey Yeah yeah I've heard a lot about Neil Patel so definitely some great resources to check out for the audience do you have any announcements or anything you'd like to promote announcements <laughs> announcement as of now I don't have but yes I might start my own blog in 2022 still deciding on the, on the topic uh, whether it should be you know a core personal growth or it should be writing or a blend of both so yes uh, to all the participants if you can help me you know zero down whether you want to just hear to personal growth advice or writing advice or you know both so please help me out in this <laughs> i would just request that yeah for sure and i think this is definitely something we can ask and take a poll or something on our community as well the freelance farm community and harsh you're also a part of the community so i'm sure that's something people would be more than happy to give their thoughts on Hey, thanks for listening to Venturing Beyond 95 with Ritu and Nimi. We hope you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. Please follow us on Instagram at adventu.rise and on LinkedIn at adventurize. That's all for today. See you next time.